2: Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Thanks for joining the program. I hope this finds you doing well, and I appreciate you listening to us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm Jeff. There's Tom, Director Matthew, presiding over the proceedings here. By the way, did you see the the menu choice there, Tom, from um, Hideki Matsuyama? I did. Wow.
0: I think that would appeal. There's something for everybody on that, man. That is
2: amazing. That I'm a good on you. I love that guy anyhow. Apparently, he's universally beloved on tour. Seems like a hell of a guy. But, man, you know, last night I'm watching Live from the Masters, and, you know, you're getting your thoughts dun, on dun, all dun, of the players. Dun, I, lo- dun, I love it. Dun, I, love it. Dun, I love it. I can't it, get enough Everything about the music is oh, good, too. I watch the repeats. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you're like, ooh, there's a sense of urgency yeah, in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they know working. how to use the strings. Look at that. They're on the range.
0: So, so yeah. Usually the violin is more about uh, beauty than urgency, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. nail it.
2: They do. So I watched that, and they you know they went back to last year's Masters, and they showed him closing it out. I'd forgotten about that tender, respectful, beautiful moment where his caddy walked over and bowed Oh, the, oh. he's
0: not ready for that. Woo! When that happened, I was like, oh,
2: breathtaking. You got me. Well, they highlighted it. They said it was almost by accident. That producer, the, the director and the cameraman, I mean, the cameraman, it was kind of a one-off. Everybody was following Matsuyama, who was shaking hands and, and about to, you know. And, t- and that, for whatever reason, that cameraman was like, this is going to be special. He And one of the cameramen just followed him back to watch him put the flag. And then he did that, and everybody went, oh, it was beautiful. I watched that last time. I was like, why is this choking me yeah, up? That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, why? It. <laughs> it
0: was just. That cameraman was like uh, our pal Gary seeing uh, Cam Newton. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 And Tim Tebow. He said, oh, this is going to be. <laughs> oh, my.
2: Well, no, I mean. Give me my don't go and Don't go and ruin it. Uh, no, it was beautiful. It was just amazing. Uh, anyhow, so good on you, Matsuyama. The uh, the Masters Club dinner last night was, uh, wish I could have had it. It looked good. Everything, top to bottom. I was like, look at my man kicking ass straight across the board here. I also laughed today. I mean, you got to imagine this will be one of. Uh, the most watched Masters ever because Tiger's playing in it. Out of nowhere, I might add, uh, that he's playing in it. And uh, I thought it was funny today. He went out early with JT, and as soon as they finished, it poured. Everybody else, you don't get to practice today. The man gets to practice. Only me. Only me.
0: (laughs) And a select group of my friends. (laughs) They're not really my friends, though. I'm looking. They just use me.
2: I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting. I'm getting more and more excited as we, you know, and you and I are in the same pool, and I've got to get my guys in. I got to get fixed in. I haven't done it yet. Matthew
0: and I were discussing, you know, the cut line. How many uh, no doubt players there are this year? And I think it's fewer than most years. Usually, there's eight or nine no doubters on a a team of twelve, but you could really only whittle it down to. Five or six dudes
2: well they're season. dudes that are built for this course and then you don't trust them to win a damn thing anywhere else this year that you're like do I take them just for this run right yep because they're not going to compete at all at the British there's nobody here on this list uh, you know whatever it might be if that guy can't compete at the US open hey
0: the Sergio could pull a Fred couples and get you a top 10 this week and it wouldn't be stunning right but he played pretty well but in are late. you
2: really going to take Sergio because I mean how much do you trust him to even make cuts of significance moving forward at the other majors? That's the that's the play. I mean, you would do it with Bubba Watson in years past.
0: He would not make the cut this year, but five years ago, you take Bubba, play him in the Masters, and you know what? If he doesn't play anything else, that's a good play. He's he's been useful.
2: Yeah, Uh, Sergio uh, at St Andrews this year, though, that could happen. That course is short as hell. You go ahead. You you go ahead. Uh, You get after it with the surge. Uh, (laughs) I'm not seeing it, but hey, I kind of hope you're right. I think it'll be fun. I. uh, I had a good talk with uh, Jay Revel yesterday about the Masters. You'll, you guys will hear it tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we were talking just a moment ago, and you get to hear that, uh, with Lance and Matthew from the Rising Spear there on the bo- Rising Spear website. And, uh, obviously, uh, the directive is is without question to, uh, to get a lot of people this week to decide to put their money where their mouth is to get uh, players. I do like – now, you can quibble with how long it took, and you can be frustrated by the process. You can hate NIL – you can hate all of it. Sounded like Lance was frustrated with how long it took, too. Yep. But I think that at the point where you come to realize that this is the this is where we're at, and it's not going away, and that if you want to compete, and they clearly do, and we clearly do, and and most uh, hardcore Seminole football fans certainly would like to see this thing turn around, then you realize there's just no it, it, you're just wasting time arguing about what ought to be. As opposed to embracing what is, and when they embraced what it is, and then they went about the process of, hey, let's go, let's get some money out there. I I like the you know I I, I like the uh, cut through the BS approach here. We need money. We need money that we can then funnel to good football players so that they'll say yes to playing football here. You don't have to like sugarcoat it, dress it up call it something that it's not, nope, we need your money so that when good football players are trying to decide where to play, we have something to offer them competitive to that of those that are also seeking their performance. Well, and
0: it's also critical. This is something we don't necessarily like to talk about too much given where Florida State is on the map. I think it's important that alumni from big cities have started this. Yeah. It's not a Tallahassee initiative where now you got to call down to your friends in yeah. Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Atlanta, wherever you want to call them. Because Knowles are all around, and they did a good job of explaining that, and we all know this for, because of attendance issues in Tallahassee, and, and we, sure. it, you know, out of towners complain about the airport and the prices of oh. flights and all that. In towners complain about the airport. I don't want to get guy you started on a daily basis. Yeah, that's true, but I think it's important because there it's almost like two different networks. I know this because in undergrad, lot, same thing for you. But my friends I went to high school with, a lot of them I went to school with up here. And now they're in Tampa, and their perception of Florida State is completely different than mine because of where they live, and they are disconnected. So I like that this fund, this Rising Spear organization, has been started by not just Knowles and Tallahassee, but people all around the region, the footprint of where our alumni are. You've got to go where the money is, and thankfully they're starting there. So those conversations are happening on the golf course amongst business owners and entrepreneurs who are Florida State grads in Miami. Good. That's where the money is going to come from.
2: Yeah, and again, you just gotta kind of cut through the nonsense and get straight to it. in real, I do think it was interesting. You know, I asked the question, uh, how do you, because I think it's on the mind of everybody. It's not just Florida State. Like as college football fans, this is an aside. As college football fans, we've wondered, well, hmm, this will be inter, you know interesting because uh, on the one hand, players are free to make money on their name, image, and likeness. On the other hand, we now know that. There's a separate aspect to all of this, which is that you have to be able to perhaps promise players, if they, in fact, come play football at your school, that you're going to have something set up for them that is separate from uh, perhaps this idea that you've earned a business's support. So what I mean by you got to be careful with the wording. This is a conversation we're having. Sure. They have to worry you're about it. You're not going to the- be legally bound to no, any of this no. stuff. What I'm saying is, I think, and I've said this a lot, that the players, anyhow, would be very surprised to learn that precious few, and this is true of people in my business and really just any walk of life, precious few people are really worth a business paying money to, to have them speak on that business's behalf, if the goal is to further expose your business to more people and in turn make more money. There aren't that many guys that have that kind of pull, that kind of sway with consumers. So if I own a car business or a lawn business or whatever you want to say, okay, I think the the kids coming out, and I'm, this isn't one of you kids, I'm just saying pe- people have this idea that they're worth economically is so much greater than it is. like am I gonna sell more cars if Florida states and and let's say I own this car business and I'm a knoll through and through a booster and everything else, and I care deeply about it? okay, I want to contribute, right how How is it that my business will be rewarded? The player will be rewarded, everybody wins. the program's better because I've done this. Well, do you think that Jordan Travis, and this is not a knock on Jordan Travis, but do you think if you gave Jordan Travis money to stand in front of a sign outside of the car lot you own, you'd sell more cars? Do you think he has that kind of pull? Well, you have to decide that. I'm here to tell you that very few players have that kind of influence on consumers. And it's, it's in my mind, like 99% of the people who play would not really sway anybody anyway to go get a different kind of insurance, to buy a car, to eat this food, to do any of it. They, they wouldn't. No player. I mean, not no player, but very few. In fact, you're better off, typically, with like international soccer players and people who have a million followers on Instagram or something like that paying them. Like a girl, a, a girl from the women's soccer team from, uh, from from Florida State, you know, three-time national champions, and who has an international appeal, and you own a business where that would, you know, yeah,
0: the footprints match,
2: match, right? Then you would do it, and you'd have better success than you would the right tackle at FSU, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, well, yeah, that's the thing where you've got to find
0: the right corporate partners, and that that's where I circle back again to. I'm glad this is happening outside the Tallahassee market because what does a car dealer here right, get? Right. Right. You know, if it's just Tallahassee, oh, you know what? I live in St. Pete. I need to drive up to Tallahassee right. and support this dealership. That because supports Malik the McLean
2: right. Right. is doing yeah. A, yeah, an appearance there. No, right. right. No, what I'm saying is it can they can be separate. It, 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 I mean, look, the bottom line is most of these guys, and, and that's not just here. That's at Alabama and other places. Like, man, you're not influencing consumer behavior. You're not. Very rarely. Um because you made an appearance, or because you you took a picture alongside a new Porsche, you're not. But uh, you're right. There are fits, and it's up to this group to figure that out. But also, you just need the money in order to find a way to to, to give it to this kid to come play for your school.
0: So where are we going with this, though? Is that is the next question? Like, are you going to have portions of a football jersey that can be sold? For a player to put their nil deal like on a sleeve or something, like they're a golfer, because that would be the maximum value. If I'm looking for value as a corporation, I, it's about what they do on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if Malik McLean caught six passes for 105 yards and two touchdowns, and every time his arms go up to celebrate the touchdown he scored, there's my logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, now I'm getting my money's worth. But if he's going to come to my uh, <laughs> my spring picnic out of Fort Desoto, I love this soup. Right. Or he's coming to the you know the company <laughs> picnic at, at Fort DeSoto. I mean, I, how much does that do for me? Nothing. Save for the 15 people that showed up. But at least you get something in return. Because if these businesses, for any school now, now I'm talking broadly... We're doing the kickback thing and, and the, the bag man thing. Mm. They got nothing to return, and nobody was the wiser. Well, At right. least
2: you get something now. Yeah, I know. If you're worth $100 million and you're giving 200000 of your $100 million to your program every year to disperse amongst the better players who you lure through that cash so that your team can win games while you sit in the box with corporate interests who will – in fact, contribute money to what it is you do. Uh, yeah, that's, it was a roundabout way. It was an ancillary way. And now it's direct, which is great.
0: In it's some great. ways, I, I'd rather pay the money up front if I was you know, that wealthy or I was a corporation who had earmarked dollars for this mm-hmm. and say, if you end up big, then when you're 25, I want you to come to my company. And you're promising that you're, you're going to do that by the time you're – because if you make it to the NFL and you're a top 50 pick – and you're scoring touchdowns on Sundays, then I want you at my business, and you are committing to that right now.
2: Yeah, that well, and again, there would be precious few whom that would apply to, and two, who, if they have representation, would ever let them sign that deal.
0: Well, at 17 or 18, they might, and if I'm a company, I say, all right, I I take five stabs at this, I get one right, that's worth my money for all five. Because Well, that
2: exists now in the Latin American baseball network, that you have a business model in which... uh, Uh, somebody would take a chance on a Fernando Tatis, and they would say, okay, he's 16. He's doing things that are preternaturally great. Uh, Yeah, people get hurt, but I I believe he's going to sign a $300 million contract in 10 years. And you know what? I'm going to give him a million dollars. Now, Tatis is a bad example because his dad played in the majors, but let's just say any phenom. I'll I'll
0: tell you one. Fernando Martinez for the Mets was the first to get a million-dollar deal in South America. It didn't turn out to be much. Right. In fact, not much at all. But thats it was a million guaranteed in his pocket to be a part of the academy that he was a part of, which is a feeder to the major league.
2: Correct. So any one of those players, if you identify a guy who is a can't-miss as much as can't-miss can be, and you decide, and this business exists already, it's controversial, but it exists, And you decide, I think that guy's going to be a major leaguer. I think he's going to sign a massive deal. I'll tell you what. I'm going to front $2 million. I'm going to get you an apartment. We're going to feed you. And then your job is to train year-round to kick ass in baseball, which you're already doing. But now I'm going to enable you to do it without the fear of having your lights turned off and your family not being able to eat. I'm doing that for you now with the bet that in 10 years I'm taking 20% of that $300 million deal you're going to sign. Hey. You're going to get there because of me. Is that what you want to do? And if you get hurt, by the way, the money's yours. That's an investment. It goes on all the time. You see it in baseball. Sure. It's,
0: yeah. Well, that, that begs the last question mm. that I have. This is a general question. I don't know that it's ever been answered, but can you give a walk-on, an NIL deal?
2: Yeah, so, right, to save scholarships. Oh, this is a conversation and I've been so thinking about. so that they about, stick
0: with sports-specific training all mm-hmm, year round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are you even going to class? You know what? You don't need to. We're going to set you up with the best well, trainer. Even We're walk-ons
2: gonna... have to go to class. They, they are still students. Well, I mean,
0: what if, what if, yeah, what are if he's just stu- a dude? What, I mean, no, you have to be what? part of the school. You're, you're paid for that, you know, yeah, there yeah, you go. You, you you're you taking the have... minimum. You're doing golf class uh, once a semester. There you go. There's your one credit hour.
2: You're yeah, a student. Yeah, Dick working at Avis doesn't get to walk over when he's 27 and play on Saturday well, because what if, you gave him some what money. What if Dick
0: is taking bowling class at the new Crenshaw whenever it's... He
2: has one class? He has yeah, to be... one credit <laughs> hour. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing here? Where does it end? Who made that catch? It was Dick from Avis. What a catch. Man, How is climbing. he on the team? He's taking bowling. <laughs> He's taking bowling. One and credit. Crenshaw. I thought Crenshaw got bowled over. It did. Don't worry about it. Stop talking about this. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, chant TV. Speaking of Orange TheoryFitness.com as we approach the summer, as they like to say, summer of more life. But uh, it's spring now. I don't want to skip ahead too much. But uh, the bottom line is we're getting to a place where again the weather's gonna be nice enough for you to hit the beach, You're gonna be outside, it's gonna be hot, you don't want to take off your shirt, you don't wanna be embarrassed. Let's get it together. Let's tighten up. Let's all get in shape. Here we go. For each other, for each other and ourselves. Uh, New members, obviously, you get a full month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor and first class is always free. Anyhow, so you can kind of decide, do I like this? Do I like this? I like that they bet on themselves at Orange Theory Fitness. They're like, you know what? I'll tell you what. Come on in here and get this class in you. Let's see what we do. Get this class going and see if you don't agree that this is where it's at. And then they trust that once you do that, you're going to go, yep, yep, this is for me. I like it. So good. Go find out why. Go find out why it is they do that because I promise you, you'll enjoy it. The coaching's great. Science-backed technology to show you how it is you're improving yourself in your fitness. It's all there laid before you and the support of the other members is uh, palpable as well. It's Orange Theory Fitness, orangetheoryfitness.com to learn more about how it works. Two different locations in town. One of them's in Midtown. Other ones north side, so uh, I would strongly suggest you do it. You know what I did during the break? I was looking. I clicked on, you know, a lot of times during the break, you're just making sure you're not missing anything, Did anything happen in college football, college basketball, baseball, whatever it might be. And I clicked on the uh, college football section of ESPN to check on something. I wanted to look at the schedule because you were talking about scheduling. And it was really cool because they have it set up there right there. Week one, there it is. It's already up there, the banner Tom. I know we're a long ways away, but it was just nice to look at that. Did you know? The week that we play Duquesne, that uh, you got a little Wyoming-Illinois action, a little Northwestern-Nebraska right out the gates.
0: Northwestern-Nebraska, that's at least a conference game. There that's you
2: go. That's right. I didn't know Ford A&M is taking on North Carolina on the road that week as well. Let's go fam. Uh, I've got, I'm looking at the whole slate, Tom, because I can. I can look at college football schedules. I don't know why that interests me so much, but it does. West Virginia and Pitt, well, a week later. Oh. A week later. Just like Penn State and Notre Dame. I mean, uh, Penn State-Purdue week later. That's interesting.
0: That is a strange game.
2: It is kind of a strange game. I, college football, we don't do this with baseball. We don't do this with basketball. I feel like we only do this with football. Something about seeing the schedule on the docket, the matchup, uniform clash in our mind, conference clash, stylistic, all of it. You're like, ooh, and, okay. Look at that. Vanderbilt is taking on Hawaii right around the same time we're playing Duquesne. How about that? A little Vandy Hawaii. Hawaii could win.
0: Yes, they could. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they will. It's probably a very good chance they win.
2: That's weird. We don't do that. Like I said, we don't do it with anything else.
0: Yeah. We don't. Oregon, Georgia, that first week, that'll mm. be the day before our game. Uh, Ohio State's playing somebody of note, too, I think, that first Saturday. So, yeah. Usually, those first couple of weeks, the best part about the playoff is the you know teams and programs have been more encouraged to get a little bit more aggressive with their early season scheduling because you can survive a loss mm-hmm. when they expand it even more. I think that's actually going to be to the benefit of the regular season, sure. not to the detriment of it, because you yeah, will be you more su- aggressive. Yeah,
2: you don't. Know, doesn't matter. You can suffer a loss or even two. Yes. Uh. No. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But uh, it is. Uh. It just occurs to me that it's odd that we only do that really. With football, and speaking of football, plenty of talk about that today. I don't, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like if you try to honestly assess certain aspects of the team's uh, weaknesses along with strengths, um, you you it goes both ways. If you if you say somebody's good or a segment is good or an aspect of a team is going to be better or even good, people think that you know you're you're. Propping them up too much, setting them up for failure, overstating the significance of their growth, whatever it might be, and if you have concerns about, and I don't, I'm not lamenting this. It's just an observation because we're so emotional when it comes to football, uh, collectively. And I, I, you know, when I say that the offensive line I think needs a lot of work, and I'm just. Disappoint. If there's an aspect of the team this spring that I don't love, it's the offensive line. All the while, understanding they haven't had all their pieces together all the time, and that guys have missed time. Other guys have subbed back in as another guy was leaving, and um, you you got you got help on the way. Guys can get stronger. It, it hasn't been that long since the final game, final whistle blew, so you still get more time this summer to get bigger and stronger and to focus. I, I get all of that. I just think again that the level of depth and talent is lacking at the position. Uh, And people take that to mean that either I don't trust Coach Atkins or I think the team is not any better. I do think the team, you ready for it, everybody, on the whole, is better. Uh, I also think that um, Coach Atkins is a great coach. I can also say that while hoping we get better players in here to play the position that he coaches and being concerned about those that are here that he's currently coaching.
0: Like I said, it's going to be a long summer.
2: I just I, – I can't sugarcoat that, man. I can't. I cannot look at them and be like, they're going to be good. No, no they're not. They're not going to be good. Uh, the offensive line, they're not.
0: What position do you think is going to be better, receiver or offensive line?
2: Receiver will be better. Okay. Meaning – the, the
0: Relative the, to last year, I'm saying.
2: Oh, receiver. Yeah. Yeah, they got more people that can go and actually get separation and they can win a one-on-one battle. Uh I think coupled with Jordan being a little bit more comfortable throwing the ball, yeah, I I, I think uh, that position's better. Tight end's not better. Tight end's not any better. Um, Offensive line's not appreciably better, if better at all. Well, Well, what if
0: I threw this lineup at you? And I don't even know that this group of five has appeared together on the practice field. But let's just say that development got to a place where it's Scott, Gibbons, Lyles, Washington, Harris. You don't feel good about that at all? Say it again. Give it to me again. Scott, Gibbons, Lyles, Washington, Harris, left to right.
2: Yeah, I think they're better than last year's offensive line. The starters are better. That group, if that is the starting five. If that's the one.
0: And and really, that's not a wink-wink, nod-nod. I don't think I've seen that combination out there this uh, this spring. You couldn't
2: have. But I would tell you that, yes, if, in fact, those guys are the starting five. And I wouldn't be stunned if they were. It's not a crazy um, suggestion. That, yeah, that will be a better group now. The second one of those guys can't play. Right? You're like, oh, man. woo!
0: Right. Who's first man up? <laughs> yeah.
2: Somebody who's not any good. So that's, um, yeah, not yet anyhow.
0: Correct. Yeah. I can see that much.
2: Okay. Well, I also don't like to put a huge caveat there. I mean, there's no, like, savior that's waiting in the wings that's about to change everything. Um, you know, they're a year away, <laughs> there's not so now. Maybe, uh, obviously, you look at the class, and somebody brought this up on the board. Yeah, they did, they brought in some better players. Uh, you, you ideally do not want to be starting freshmen or redshirt freshmen on the offensive line, so you need a little time, you need time to develop those guys. That position, by definition, um, because again. Assessment of an offensive line is the most difficult or, or projected player at the next level that plays the offensive line. It is the hardest for the um, team oriented sites and the national analysts to get right. Because, and this is the part about by definition, and it's why I said it, they're always bigger than everybody they played against in high school. They're huge. You get a six foot four kid at 300 pounds in high school, he doesn't have to have a lot of technique. He's going to dominate the guys across from him, ninety nine percent of the time. Very few Timmy Jernigan's are waiting on the other side, right? You get to college, you know. Robert Scott said it yesterday in the post practice interviews we did. He was asked, I asked him about the biggest challenges and differences from you know coming from high school to coming here and developing and learning, because he was talking about being a shepherd for the younger. Uh, players, right he was talking about now i 'm a guy that 's trying to teach them the ropes, and there 's some good players here, and i 'm trying to help them out and I had to learn that lesson and he was thankful for some other guys that were ahead of him on the depth chart, and he said the the hardest problem is is, is the hardest thing to learn is that everybody 's good you 're going to face all of those guys across from you they 're badasses, all of them are strong, all of them are as big as you or, or as you know relatively and, of course, that just isn't true when you're in high school and you're 6'5", 300 pounds. You're going to just steamroll jokers, even relatively big guys in high school. If you get a kid in high school that's 6'2", 225, that's playing across from you, that's a big person in general. That's a real big person in high school. But he's tiny compared to a 6'5", 300-plus pound. Man, You get to the, you get up here and there's some big jokers quickly.
0: I found it interesting that after the scrimmage on Saturday, the coaching staff, I think it was Mike, but it might have been Atkins, said that um, Thomas Schrader is going to help us this fall. Like, to place that level of... I don't know, expectations. Yeah, because
2: he got the 15 or 15 to 20 right. reps, whatever yeah, he said. So it was he, Mike, because he
0: was talking, Yeah, specifically yeah. it was a huge day for him that he was able to go out there and do that. Well, I think that's true. And that's I, part of the recovery process. Yeah. But that's a game changer if it lives up to Norvell's expectations. And I thought it interesting. He's not one to typically throw expectations on somebody if they can't live up to it. He said that for Lloyd Willis, this is a big camp. He didn't say we're expecting big things out of Lloyd Willis this spring and fall. Two very different statements. But he said, oh, yeah, Thomas is going to help us this fall. He's going to. So if that comes to pass at right guard, now you've got Darius or Bless at right tackle, and you've got one guy that you like for sure as a rotational piece. Maurice, if something goes wrong at center, you can patchwork it and get it through. Mm -hmm. And if Estes or somebody else develops early on, or a portal player, (laughs) you can't even help yourself. No, I mean, come on. But then you're at seven or eight. And now now you've got something to work with. Yeah,
2: yeah, there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. I'm not I'm not bereft of hope, as I like to say. I'm working them all, in today it's the greatest hits. I uh, No, honestly, I will uh, concede that they can get a couple guys in here from the portal to help that depth. And if somebody emerges, and I'm not saying they won't emerge, Schre- they've been waiting on Schrader. The injury was really most unfortunate. That was a uh, damn it, man, type stuff when that happened. We were at that practice when it happened. We were looking at it. It was like, well, that ain't good. Uh, and we couldn't report on it at the time, but I remember staring at it going, well, damn it. And they really, I say this a lot, and it doesn't do anybody good, any good to wallow in it. Self-pity, that is. They're just unlucky as hell at that position. They really are. I mean, if they've had any number of guys miss significant time, I'm not talking about this spring, I'm just saying in general in Mike's tenure, they when they lose people, they lose it at that position. That's also part of who you're bringing in, though. I, I, that is also that yeah. the, the clay I talk about. You know, I mean, it's it's that's a tough position. You got to have some hombres, man. You got to have some big jokers that are able to withstand, you know, an well, awful lot of
0: punishment. And maybe that's a question for Coach Norvell. Maybe we'll get him on after the spring game, yeah, and yeah. and we could do a recap. And then looking forward, you know, some of these players in the O line specifically. You're talking about body types and that might not be able to hold up because it's yeah. the, the clay you get, but what about the work they need to do this off season? Get their weight up, get their strength up.
2: Yeah, they, they're guys I, I hope to see a transformation. I really do. Um
0: like I'll talk about rod ore specifically. Rod ore is currently a project. Lower half looks the part, it has the size and, and the base yeah. to play. Upper half, there's nothing there. What are we doing? Got to get stronger. Got to get stronger up top. And if I can tell that, then, my God, what Coach Storms must be saying in the, in the weight room.
2: He ought to be saying, here's your anabolic steroids, Rod. Let's get on these suckers and start winning some football games, shall we? Winning is what you'll do when you'll call my friends Chad and Shannon. as part of the legendary team at Hamilton. Home loans, that's right. Mortgage process, occasionally, a little intimidating. Shannon will take the opportunity to make it as easy as possible. It's straightforward, honest communication, transparent communication. It's a recipe for a five-star mortgage experience. Of course, they have the best in cutting-edge technology, best rates. You're going to get a different kind of mortgage experience when you deal with Chad and Shannon from Hamilton Home Loans. You want to learn more? You maybe just want to give them a call and say, hey, man, welcome to the JCS family. 844-FSU-LOAN is how you would do that. 844-FSU-LOAN or Home Loans. Dot com. That's FSU Home Loans.com. It's not Home wounds. it's FSU Home
1: The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at OrangeTheoryFitness.com. Mm-hmm.
2: check uh it's not the kind of thing i'm overly concerned about i'm kind of curious to see what attendance will be i think we're gonna have a great day is in terms of weather on saturday it's gonna be perfect it
0: may not even touch into the 70s i know yeah i know that hotel indigo show is gonna be fun oh absolutely good cool breeze
2: yeah i uh not for any bad reason i had I went to bed on time last night. No, I'm not sleep-deprived in any way. I know many of you are concerned, so that's why I bring it up. But I uh, I woke up uh, 4.40 on the dot. But 4.40 on the dot is fine if I was out cold, deep slumber by 10.30, and I was. I was out cold. I went to the back with the idea I was going to read my book. I got two pages into my book, Tom. Bam! Done dealing. Much to the chagrin of my wife. It pisses her off that I can sit, I can lay down, pick up my book. It's right there on the nightstand. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read a little bit. Ooh, ooh, that's it. Then I I fall fall asleep. She can't. She's like, look at this. this."
0: Done. Yep. Yeah. This is uh, what used to happen to me in high school. President's Day weekend was always a big one for my family from up north to come down. Mm -hmm. We'd play in a family golf tournament. And it was a big to-do. Yep. So my Uncle Mark would stay with us, and he'd stay in my room because we had two beds in the room. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Mark could do what you did, what you can do. Go which straight is, to sleep. Right. So, but he would snore like a train whistle. Oh
2: uh, Well, I mean, I, I didn't snore last night. No snoring. Right.
0: So my goal was to get in bed early, and it was this anxiety-ridden thing because <laughs> I'm like, I've got to beat him. I've got yeah, to beat him this. Yeah, I don't fall asleep, and he's going to keep like, me up all night. Hey, Thomas, good night. And, then, uh, and I mean, I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I'm on the couch. But circle of life, I now do that to James. You fall asleep in snooze with hours. a train whistle. Yeah, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. Forget about it. Right. So
0: we pass it on. We pass on the suffering.
2: So I fell asleep, but that meant that uh, what it, there it is. So I've got a full six hours, a little six hours plus. That's uh, I'm good. You give me six, seven, I'm good to go. I prefer eight, but I don't know six if this plus is. a snooze
0: cycle with the ten minutes there. I don't, there don't ever go. hit
2: snooze cycle. No, no, I'm just I, saying that's what oh, you got. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's what I got. Yeah. So what I would tell you is this. I. um I woke up. I went, oh, man, time's time is 4.40. And then I got up, snuck out of the room, don't want to wake my wife up, walked down the hall, shaved my face, shaved my head all before 5. How about them apples? Got a first cup of coffee in me by 5.15. Petting the dog's heads by 5.20. Let them go. outside, fed them. I thought it was going to be pouring. This is all to talk about the weather.
0: <laughs> That's what this is about.
2: I then... Then I saw the weather report. I checked it because I was like, what do I?
0: And you went out and did a three-cone drill before putting clothes on. And your neighbors were were cheering you on. Oh,
2: no. All that floppity. It's the Greco-Roman himself. Yes. So what ended up happening was I checked it and I went, how about this? We've got a high of like 68 on Friday with a low of 44 or 45. And then a perfect day for the spring football game on Saturday. Oh, man, is that going to be good? How about that? Sorry, just thought I'd let oh, you it's
0: know. That's You might bag. not have an audience at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill on Friday for the happy hour because they're going to be outside on the deck.
2: I don't need an audience. I need people to show up, <laughs> eat the food at uh, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill because it's delicious, get you a tall, cold one, check out the Vegas wall. You can be on the deck if you want to, but you could be watching Major League Baseball, yep. the Masters, That's right. and hanging out with us. Our thanks to Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Of course, they're the presenting sponsor. For our golf tournament, the Jeff Cameron Show War Chan Invitational. And, uh, of course, it's a charity tournament benefiting the second harvest of the Big Ben. Engage, feed, educate. Thanks, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. We love you. It's going to be a good time.
0: Yeah, they're going to host the post-round banquet. They'll have the buffet for all the golfers. That is a full event, by the way. It is a full event, we are proud to say. And everybody in attendance at the event is going to get an awesome Tumblr.
2: I saw the Tumblr.
0: Yeah, that's right. I like it, yeah. Co-branding logos, and then it's got Mm -hmm. the CP on the other side. Yay, Tumblrs. We've got a lot of good things in store for everybody who's playing next week that we hope you all enjoy.
2: Uh, Eric asked something a while back, and I didn't get to it. I promised I would and so I'm going to get to it now. And it had to do... Oh, there it is. Thanks, Eric, for your contribution. And uh, I appreciate you listening and supporting us. Masters Tournament, Tiger, Brooks, or the field guys? Well, in that scenario, I'd take the field. I do think Brooks will play well. Uh, Then he writes, go Noles, fix the damn offensive line. Yeah, but we're trying. Uh, Jeff and Tom, tall boys, sure thing, this Friday. Um, So... You wanted, You told me as you walked by the hall here before we came back on the air, you wanted to amend Eric's question, yes. broaden it or whatever it was. What was it you wanted to do? Let's, so, let's talk about
0: it. Your name's on the marquee. You get the choice here. But I was going to expand Eric's question, which is he's basically saying, would you take Brooks plus Tiger mm-hmm. or the field? Well, that's I, an easy answer. It's an easy answer. It's the field. But if I was to give you, say, two more players right. that you could right. take in addition to Brooks and Tiger, any two you wanted, would you want to draft those two players and then give me the field, or would
2: you want the field and it's my well, job to take okay. two players of my choice? The way to answer this question is if you're being a smart uh, bettor, you would take the field. But I'm not going to be for the entertainment purposes of the show. That's why you're an entertainer. That's right. So I will draft two players. You ready? In
0: addition to you. So you've got Tiger and Brooks in your group. There mm-hmm, you go.
2: Mm-hmm. You ready for my draft?
0: I am. Bated breath here.
2: Joaquin Neiman.
0: What? Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. Matthew, I've won.
2: No, 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 Joaquin Neiman, and now are oh. we going? Oh, no, my question is, well, so I have to try to win the tournament. Just a winner,
0: winner Just takes a winner? all. Oh, That's I got I no
2: chance to win this bet. Uh, you want the... to
0: amend your Neiman pick? Swing for the fences a little bit. No, more?
2: I, I Joaquin's going to be in the top. May I head.
0: interest you in a Dustin Johnson?
2: No, I don't want Dustin Johnson at all. You have him all day. Um, no. Uh okay. Well then if we're gonna do it where I have to pick Perhaps one, a Harry Higgs? No. Justin Thomas and John Rahm is my are my two. Good choice on yeah, the last yeah. one. There you go. Good anchor. Good anchor. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll do that. Those are my two. And by the way, people keep talking about Rom's putting. It's not his putting, it's his chipping. And if he gets closer to the hole, he's yeah. he's better than everybody else in the world at everything else besides. Justin Thomas is a better iron player, so is Colin cow, But if you collectively put their games together, it's John Rahm all day long. So
0: the whispers around Augusta are that he's fixed the, the chipping part of I'm his game. I'm
2: telling you. And yeah. there's a lot to love about that dude, man. Yeah. I, I like him. He's but his horse. strokes
0: game putting, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. all relative to how close you are to the hole. Yeah. But still, strokes game putting, he's over a 100th in the world now. And he was, you know, top 50 machine.
2: Because, again, he's trying to make 35-foot putts. He's got to get a lot closer. I mean, if he fixes that, it's going to change everything. Um, you know, Colin call cow is not a good putter, but when you're only having to put five footers, cause your irons are kick-ass and you know, you look like a good putter, you know, who's going to be good this week. And he needs to fix his short putts because his 10 foot and beyond putts are no problem. Wills al owns, he finished second last year here. Hit this court course suits him perfectly. Just don't. Look on those putts, man. Those little three footers. He misses his little three footers. Did you see what Speeth did?
0: Speed signs his name in the backstroke. Did
2: you see? <laughs> did you see what Spieth did at the Valero? Three putted from one feet?
0: He did? Yes. Oh man.
2: You, he saw it. You didn't see that? No, you would have gotten a call. I'd be like, guess what Jordan just did? Oh, I was watching it. I was oh, and, oh, that just happened. He went over to tap. And he just wasn't paying attention. You see pros do that sometimes. He just yeah, wasn't paying attention. Yeah. He walked. He was mad that he left the the first one short. He went over to tap. and I mean, he missed it. And then he missed the comebacker because he was disgusted. It was, and he, the announcer goes, what is he doing? <laughs> I'll play the audio for you. It's awesome. The announcer goes, what is he doing? It was uncomfortable. He still, but you know what? Tee to green, he was brilliant.
0: Uh, yeah, his plus new, seven strokes game.
2: His new practice swing is unwatchable. It they is, even have
0: it in the Titleist commercial.
2: I can't. Like, it's unwatchable. I'm it's like, like a Chuck move. Stop doing that. It doesn't even look like he's he's ever played golf before. I don't know how he hits the ball doing that. I'm still mad about it. I'm, I'm, it shakes me up. Did I can't you, watch
0: it. Speaking of that, uh, the hole where his rounds have gone to die at Augusta is not necessarily 12. It's the effect of 11. He hates that tee ball. Hates <laughs> it. You can tell. You see what they've done to eleven? Yeah, they've yeah they shaved it all down. There are three trees there, so yeah. now
2: it's just a pitcher's lane. You know that's no big deal. You can miss there. You know what's weird is number one, and Tiger's terrible on number one, and and a lot of guys are. I stood there, you know, in in twenty eighteen. I it was. You've I, been there. I have. What I even went into the cabins and spoke with Jack. That's a true story.
0: Jack Daniels?
2: <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, no, so when you when you. First walk out there, you oh it's it is unreal. It is it's one of the very few places. I was telling our friend Brendan Sinone this yesterday. His brother's there right now, and I said, you know, it's one of the few places that I've ever been, the Rose Bowl's the other, that I've ever been where Cooperstown. I love Cooperstown, but I don't know that I had unreal expectations for Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. The way they talk about the Rose Bowl, both as an event and setting, you thought you were in heaven, right? And, and I was all, it always was always roll my eyes. I was always like, well, come on, man. It's a, it's a football game. What are we? But then you and I got out there, and then when we stood on the field and the San Gabriel Mountains behind you and the sun set, you're like, yep, this is unreal. Well,
0: I'd, I wouldn't have been as impressed the next year, and it's not because of the result of the Oregon game. Yeah. It's just the kickoff time. You didn't get to see the, it, full, yeah, the full effect.
2: Beauty. But it was still awesome. Yeah. I mean, we went down on the field before both games. I went down on the field before the Oregon game was standing there. I did, too. Yeah.
0: That's when O'Leary got hurt. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. Damn it. Still hurts me.
0: I haven't had a tight end since. No.
2: But the point would be— Well, it was okay. Sorry. The point would be uh, that place lives up to and surpasses the hype. Very few things do. And so we're used to being disappointed— whether that's somebody hyping up a movie, whether that's a player that's coming out of high school and he's going to be, you know, the second coming, very few people. Augusta surpasses everything you've heard, and I was and I I was cynical, driving there. I was like, "There's no way," and then it was.
0: So I saw a shop online. I was just looking at certain things because we had a mutual friend go up there on Monday. A few mutual friends, and um, they said, "Do you want anything?" And I said, "You know, honestly." I think I want to break the bank when I can go. When you can go. You yeah. know, like, yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. It. I got that I'll wear the hat that you got me tomorrow. I only mm-hmm. break that out special occasions. Yeah. But I looked online just to see if there was a catalog that if I had to have something, I was like, oh, That's well, the one. You're right. please get me this. It's like $350, $350 for, like, a normal friggin' window. So let me, let, me, let me say this. Or is, it, or is that really the price out there?
2: No, okay, so here's what I'll tell yeah, no, you you're gonna wear it if you go. What I'll tell you though is they make everything else so cheap. So if you're lucky enough to get a badge, however you right. get it, when you go in it famously, obviously the beers are two dollars, pimento cheese sandwiches next to nothing. I mean it is remarkable. Everything they have a lot of items to choose from and they're all very cheap. I mean, you can gorge yourself. No, I get that. But when you go into the gift store, yeah, you're gonna get well,
0: yes, okay, so I didn't realize that the blue thing that I always wear for the Ryder Cup, and I'll probably wear it again this weekend because it's going to be cold, yeah. I'm going to get my money's worth out of that thing, because when I looked at the line item, it was $275. <laughs> I'm like,
2: what in the hell? The t-shirt I wore yesterday, which I, we weren't together yesterday, I don't know if you saw my my Masters shirt that I wore yesterday. Yeah, it was also part of the interview. Right. Yeah. I only wear that once a year at the start of Masters week when the first practice round is happening, and I wore that yesterday, and then... Tomorrow, I'll wear this other master shirt. The shirt I'm going to wear tomorrow, and I don't say this as braggadocio, is ridiculous. That shirt is just nothing more than a very nice polo that one would wear at a sophisticated, nice golf club to play golf in. Yeah, I think it was
0: $175. Mm hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're like, okay, that's what we're doing here. But you can get a reasonably priced hat like 40
0: bucks, something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probables Probably short today, I'm glad we kept going uh, By North Florida Payroll Services Of course, go ahead and cue it up and Then I'll give the read Time for, how you say, with the pitching uh, Probables Oh, tomorrow when we do this Yeah Tomorrow when we do this, it's opening There'll be day, one baby. game in play
0: if it doesn't get rained out too
2: Woohoo Oh yeah North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to Payroll.com. 30 seconds. Phillies Rays, Ranger Suarez, Luis Patino, Orioles Tigers, Keegan Aiken, Tyler Alexander. Athena. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks, everybody. Be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.